force is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us, penetrates us, and binds the galaxy together. Hey everybody, welcome to The Force, of course, your bite-sized Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and I suck at technology. Uh, But luckily, I have people in my life that know how stupid I am, and they're willing to help. Thanks so much, Andy. So, having said that, we are coming to you live, yet somehow still recorded, uh, from The Force, of course, family studio. Like I said last episode, I'm bringing new voices to the family, and uh, we're going to go ahead and introduce those voices to you now. Uh, on my left, which means nothing to you because this is uh, not a, a video format. Told you I sucked at technology. Is my son Andrew? Andrew, how are you doing? I'm good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then on my right, which still means nothing because you can't see me, is my daughter Lauren. Lauren, how are you? I am good. How are you? Oh, don't ask stupid questions like that. Okay. So I wanted to take a couple of minutes and introduce you guys to the audience so they know who it is that they're dealing with. Um, they pay good money week after week to listen to this show, mm-hmm. and I want to make sure they're getting their money's worth. So um, you two are both in your 20s. Lauren, um, Midway, Andrew just squeaked in there. <laughs> and your Star Wars is not the same as my Star Wars. No. Unfortunately. Otherwise, my kids would be 50, and that's just weird. Um, So starting with you, Lauren, what is your favorite Star Wars movie or project? Okay. Um, I base my favorite off what I know the most. So that's going to be episode two, Attack of the Clones. That's your favorite movie? I think so. Yes. I'm going to go with it. Um, It's the one that I remember the most. So unfortunately, laying this out there, unfortunately, my Star Wars is the prequels. I would like my Star Wars to be the originals because of how the prequels are portrayed, but that's where I was I was born and raised. I was born a year before Phantom Menace was released. That's true. I was there. I would hope so. Not um, no, not you. Not you. That would make it weird. Um, so I know we were shown the originals first. That's Because oh, I'm a good dad. Right. That's how you raised us. Yeah. I don't remember that. My first Star Wars memory is honestly watching... The gates open on Naboo, and Darth Maul is right there. That's my first Star Wars memory. That's a pretty damn good memory. Pretty good memory. Scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. But episode two is going to be my favorite. Um, I think the thing that I remember most from it is the um, arena fight yeah. with the Nexu and the Reek and the Acklay. That I was them in an earlier episode of the You show. did. You did so well. With a pencil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so that was my favorite, um, just getting to see those creatures and then towards the end when all the Jedi come down, you know, with everybody and you get to see everybody's lightsabers and actually fighting because, you know, the first movie was all negotiations and there wasn't much fighting. So episode two, I'm going to stick with it. Episode two. Andrew, what about you? What is your favorite Star Wars movie or project? My favorite movie is going to be also in the prequels, but it's going to be Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Which I think is a much better movie than Attack of the Clones. Okay. It's not, it's not a race or a competition. But I'm winning. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I think what caught me most were just some of the epic battles, whether they're in space or just the lightsaber duels that happen, hmm. as well as the music 
um, Battle of the Heroes is really iconic to me. So, okay, I don't know. That's my whole Star Wars. I like how you're more technical with it, and I go, "Ooh, pretty lightsabers and animals." Yeah. You said the same thing, only different. Yeah. <laughs> So, Lauren, you said something like, unfortunately, your Star Wars is the prequel trilogy. Um, I think it's interesting that that was a stigma, but now it's starting to come back around. They're coming back. Yeah. Um, I think that the sequel trilogy was such a dumpster fire <laughs> that everyone that hated the prequel trilogy now is like, hey, these weren't so bad. They're not so bad. Un unless you're talking about Jar Jar Binks. No, but yeah, we're not. Um I used to think, well, I guess I still do since I said it. Unfortunately, those are, that's my Star Wars is the prequels. It's what I remember. It's what I grew up on. Yeah. Originals are iconic. Don't touch them. They're fine. I blacked out the sequels. I do not remember. I remember the first one. I remember the plot is basically A New Hope. Mm -hmm. I remember Han Solo dies. Oh. I don't remember, what is that, the eighth one now that you hate, Last Jedi? I'm trying. Yeah. Don't tell people I hate it. I'm trying. Uh, well, mm, I, I'll go there. I honestly don't remember a damn thing about that movie. Hmm. And the last one pisses me off so much that I refuse to acknowledge it. Wow. So. Okay. This is not a road I thought we'd go down. Andrew, what's your take <laughs> on the sequel trilogy? We're going to learn so much here um, today. I try to forget them. Okay. <laughs> okay. So same, same. I think they're... Uh, the whole era after the originals is a cool idea, but it, it was just executed so poorly. Mm -hmm. I just, I can't really enjoy them. Okay. That's fair. Uh, I thought um, The Force Awakens was a brilliant nod to that nostalgia piece from the original trilogy. Um, I thought The Last Jedi, um, I thought maybe I was being pranked. And yeah. they played the wrong movie for me. And then The Rise of Skywalker, I thought, could have been way better. But there was so much to fix with The Last Jedi that they couldn't fit it into one movie. And, you know, that's a whole that's a whole different bag of dicks. <laughs> I don't know what why that came out. Um, okay, so uh, we'll switch it up. Andrew, out of the entire pantheon of Star Wars characters, and yes, I did just learn that word, mm. Uh, who is your favorite character? My favorite character is going to be Ahsoka Tano. Oh, okay. At oh. first, um, back in the Clone Wars movie, back in 2008. Yeah. I know a lot of people didn't really care for her, and I was one of those, but watching all seasons of the Clone Wars and Rebels, seeing her character develop, I think is one of the most like well-written and just better developed characters of the Star Wars uh universe i guess okay so then you were happy to see her show up in the mandalorian yeah i was happy to see her character done well in live action yeah i was a little worried but i think they pulled it off i think they did well with it i do too so were you worried because it wasn't ashley Eckstein, or you just feared them taking because this would be one of the not the first but one of the first instances instances one of the first instances where they take a an animated character and bring it to live action. So was that the part you were worried about? Or was it because they had betrayed Ashley Eckstein? Which I, I don't know if that's true. Uh, just a lot of people were up in arms about that. I was just worried that because this character is a favorite of mine that they would do a disservice by okay. not 
doing it well, I guess. Dishonor on you, dishonor on your family. Mm. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wrong franchise. Sorry. No, well. Um, Okay, so you're looking forward to the Ahsoka series then, I assume? Okay, me too. Mm -hmm. Same, same. Lauren, uh, in the entire pantheon, I got to say it twice, uh, (laughs) of characters in the Star Wars universe, who is your favorite? So I could go two ways with this. I could go like favorite human we'll call her human or we could go favorite creature okay um human wise padme she's what i grew up on as like my first inspirational woman lead okay she was headstrong she wasn't afraid to stand her ground whether it was the first episode or the second where she's given anakin crap like excuse me (laughs) excuse me no excuse me me. no excuse me um she knew what she was about and she wasn't afraid to you know fight for her planet and do what she needed to do to get business done. Okay. Um, and then she died of sad face. She did. She died of sadness. But you know what? We'll bypass that. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Um, I also, I think I dressed for her for Halloween for probably five years in a row. From Attack of the Clones. I did. You um, let one of the cats scratch your back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Her every year. It was fine. Um, I know Leia was kind of the first like badass woman. One of, yes. Of the, the original series. I believe... Uh, and somebody gurgle check me here. Uh, Alien um, Sigourney Weaver may have been the first big time female action mm-hmm. hero with uh, Ripley from Alien. I think so. Yeah. But and you know, Leia. Leia close, was close second. Close second. But again, I don't remember the originals first. I remember the prequels. So Padme was that to me. So maybe I wasn't a good father. <laughs> maybe I was just too young. <laughs> just no excuse. Just five days old, sitting in front of the TV. Okay. So then you said a non. Non-human, you have a, a favorite. If I'm gonna go non-human, it's if gonna you be charge our no, I'll no, burn the house down. no. It's okay. I know where I stand. Okay. Um, I would, you know, I would have to go with either like BB-8 or Dio or like Grogu, like your favorite. Like, oh, Jesus Christ, come on, no, Dio. Yeah, he's like depressed and it's cute. You know, when they first meet him and he's like Dio, like they go to touch him, he's like, no, thank you. Yeah, bad touch. <laughs> My bad, uncle taught me that. Bad touch. Oh. What happened? Okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So in keeping of the spirit of the uh, the show being bite-sized, um, I want to move this along a little bit. I've got other questions for you guys, but we might pepper these in throughout okay. the, the next few episodes so the audience gets to know you a little bit more and more. I don't want them to hate you guys immediately. They um, will. We'll let that hate grow. <laughs> Okay. Let it flow through you. I'm just kidding. They're going to like you guys more. They like me, just like everyone else. So the next thing we're going to do, and this is like changing the format of the show just a bit, and it's got my underwear in a in a bit of a twist, is we're going to go right into the Force of Course News of the Week. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 nope. bum. Oh. The Hollywood Reporter released a statement saying that the newest Star Wars project is intended to be a standalone film, but if it's successful, could lead to more movies. That's like saying, we're going to do this thing, and if it's good, we'll do this thing some more. That's just dumb. Again, it sounds like they have no plan. It's also rumored to take place after The Rise of Skywalker and may feature characters from the sequel trilogy, but will not be a continuation of the Skywalker saga. How in the fuck... Is that a thing? It'll have these people, but it won't have anything to do with these people. 
I don't know. Helmed by Damon Lindelof and newly added, I'm going to butcher this name, Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I apologize already. Uh, I'm going to get that wrong. Uh, there's no title. There's no release date. It could be the 2025 release, but again, we don't know. Disney get a goddamn plan. And this concludes the Force of Course News of the Week. All right, now that we've got that under our belts, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll get to know uh, Andrew and Lauren a little better, and we'll recap Andor. Stick around. Escape pod landing. Where am I? It's the new Star Wars Land of the Jawas that you put together. Action figures sold separately. You can move the action lever and make the Jawa capture R2-D2. R2, are you all right? What are they doing to you? You can raise the elevator and make R2-D2 disappear into the sand crawler. Hang on. I'm right behind you. Me too. (laughs) Kenner's new Star Wars Land of the Jawas. Action figures each sold separately. All right. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the break. I know I did. I made some potato soup and did some dishes. And uh, if you've ever had my potato soup, it's good shit. Facts. Good shit. I'll give you guys the recipe. Uh, Potatoes and soup. Suck on that, Panera. All right, so uh, in keeping with the theme of who are you, uh, let's go over another one of your favorites, you two, just so the uh, audience gets to know you a little better. What is your least favorite character, Lauren? Uh, (laughs) um, uh, Jar Jar Binks. Just because he's the first that comes to mind. I know that's a popular answer. But yeah, (laughs) I mean, can you blame me? I think we just recently rewatched it, and I almost turned off Phantom Menace. It, it can be hard to watch sometimes. Like, and it's not when you just meet him on Naboo. It's the whole Tatooine scene where he's like getting his tongue caught in all the vendor stuff, and his interaction with Sebulba. I just don't. I don't care for him. I don't think we needed comedic relief. Nope. Nope. Uncle George thought otherwise. Yep. Son of a bitch. And Rick McCallum let it happen. He just let it happen. That gum-chewing prick just let it happen. Oh, my God. Yes, George, do whatever you want, George. An orange guy with big ears? Fucking A right, George, do it. <laughs> Andrew, Fine. least favorite character, Rick McCallum. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's not a lot of Star Wars characters I don't like, Okay, but um, I'd have to go with Rose Tico. Okay. And it has nothing to do with that actress or how well she did it's just the character is just so pointless and that story went nowhere and i want to forget the sequels still there's a lot of wow make them go away that was so harsh uh yeah kelly marie chan she took a lot of shit for that role and it's not her fault she acted it the way she was directed to act it it just was a uh, like I said, I think it was poorly written. I think it was ill planned out. She had no point. It's the same thing that happened to Anakin in the prequels happened to her character. Yeah. Like, it's not Hayden Christensen's fault. That's how he was directed. Yeah. Or even Jake Lloyd. Right. Yeah. So Same thing. Same thing. 
Okay, so those are your, we've got your favorite movies. We kind of heard what your least favorite movies were in a roundabout way. We know your favorite characters. We know your least favorite characters. Um, let's move away from this topic. Let's go into something when I covered in the uh, the news portion of the show. The new movie project that's coming out that's being helmed by Damon Lindelof. Now, are you guys familiar with his work at all? Nope. Oh, okay. Andrew? No. Okay. Fair enough. I I had to Google it myself. I I honestly don't think I've ever heard the name, but he is responsible for some actually really good stuff. So uh, World War Z, I know you guys hadn't seen that. It's a zombie-esque picture mm-hmm. with a uh, picture, <laughs> my grandpa, uh, <laughs> with Brad Pitt. It was decent, um, whatever. Prometheus, which, which was like a, a prequel to the Alien franchise. Yeah. Um, I liked it and I didn't like it at the same time. I don't think I understood a lot of what was going on because I probably wasn't paying close attention when I watched it. I heard if you don't pay attention, it's slow and it just, if you don't care that much, it's not, it's not worth it. Hmm. Okay. I do like that, that, uh, that franchise. So maybe I'll give it another chance. Uh, and he also did Cowboys versus Aliens, which a lot of people shit on that movie. I really liked it. That's John Favreau. So there's yeah. a history of him working with John Favreau. Okay. Okay. There's mm-hmm. something there, maybe. Uh, pretty cool. Um, he also worked on Lost, the TV series. So there's history of him working with J.J. Abrams. He worked with J.J. Abrams during two of the three Star Trek reboot movies. Um, they were fine. I liked them. They were okay. And he's also behind the uh, the new Watchmen series, which people rave about. I have not yet seen. I haven't seen it. So it's an eclectic list of projects. Uh, I'm kind of excited to see what he could bring to the Star Wars universe. But I also said that about some mm. other people and that yeah. blew up in my face. Um, the The thing that's got me worried about this is that he just enlisted the help of Charmin. I'm going to screw this name up again. Obeyed Chinoy. And she was responsible for Miss Marvel, the streaming series. Didn't watch it. On, uh, Disney Plus. You didn't watch it. Andrew, did you watch it? No. I watched uh, maybe two episodes, and it was not for me. Um, It was one of those things where it was very reactionary and cartoony, where things were happening in the background. I heard they made it more for, like, it it was almost like a Disney Channel Marvel-type thing. Like, it was more of a Disney Channel TV show than it was, like, what we're used to with Marvel. Yeah. I, I think I know what you're saying, and I would agree with that. Definitely. So as long as she's not doing that with whatever the Star Wars project is, I guess we'll be okay. There has to be some sort of middle ground from where she's coming from, at least with her Miss Marvel stuff. It sounds like, I don't remember the director's name, I'm sorry. Um, but with World War Z, with Prometheus, he's coming from a horror background. Yeah, at least a, a little bit. He's repertoire. got action up his sleeve as well. So he can do Star Wars. Again, I'm going to hold my tongue on that because of what happened in the past. I think there's potential. Why do we need it? Why do we need more Star Wars movies? Why? I just, I don't know. I think I'm just hurt already. I don't need to be hurt again. <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting point. Uh, Andrew, do you see anything happening in a Star Wars feature film that could put people's butts back in theater seats i think a horror movie in the star wars universe would be really interesting i would absolutely go see that okay and those are my thoughts okay, okay. i have spoken That's, okay. oh this is the way it's final <laughs> this is the way 
Uh, okay, so that's fair enough. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate a, a horror movie it set would, in the Star Wars universe. It would bring something new, and it would also bring in new people. I think because yeah, like, I think that fantasy that sci-fi not that it scares people away i think it's for everybody there's something for everybody in star wars we haven't seen horror yet like flesh-eating jawas oh do they have mouths jawa eating flesh (laughs) wait what (laughs) i don't know anything's possible god jawas are like butt cheek heights they can really take a bite ow utini utini my bh okay uh yeah, horror movie in Star Wars. I, I would totally be okay with that. Totally be okay with that. And that kind of plays into our next episode. Uh, Lauren, do you want to give a sneak preview of what you have planned for Halloween? So Halloween's coming up, and I have made a game for us to play, which includes the 20 scariest monsters monsters from Star Wars. Yahtzee. So what I, <laughs> when I brought this up, um to my dad earlier this week and what's he, his name again you it's you it's ted oh yeah okay um it's the main host of the force of course he couldn't think of dog. like more than five scary monsters from star wars <laughs> that's not fair no it's pretty fair um because i know when i looked it up when i found 20 i was like what the hell and then i went through them and i was like yeah that's fair so i have a bracket game for us to play but that'll that'll be later that'll be later in the week for halloween okay we'll do that for halloween andrew are you ready Maybe. Okay, good. That's all I ask is that you're maybe ready sometimes. With that being said, this new movie, a horror movie, would do the trick. Do you think there's any any gas left in the Skywalker saga tank? I'm I'm done with it. Yeah. <sighs> I would only watch it if George Lucas was heading it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay, I agree with that. Oh, that's interesting. I would love it if he were involved. I don't know about heading it because he needs people to tell him no sometimes. That's how we got Jar Jar. Right. He needs somebody to say, George, you can't do that. What if it were George with John and Dave? Okay. Then yes. I'd be totally cool with that. I want, here's the thing. I want the same people, if they're going to do a trilogy, I want the same people on all three of the damn movies. (laughs) I don't want a different director in the middle that's going to fuck everything up. Okay, so at the time of this recording, uh, we've had two episodes of Andor come out, seven and eight. Um, We've also got the series of shorts, Tales of the Jedi, that was released today. I myself have not watched any of that. Have you? Nope. I have watched only Andor so far. Okay, only Andor. So same here. I'm caught up on Andor, haven't touched Tales of the Jedi. Lauren... Okay, let's let's pause for a second. So I watched the first episode of Andor. Okay. It was slow. <laughs> and I am a part of your viewers that you talked about in the last episode where I didn't want to give it a chance after that. So I am following your advice. Once it all drops, I will watch it. Okay. That's still, it. it's not going to speed things up. It's not. But it'll give you something to look forward to after a slow episode. You know you exactly. can move into something. Exactly. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, and I'm sure there are other people like that out there. Um, I actually can think of quite a few, but I'm, I'm loving episode after episode. Andrew, how do you yeah, feel about it? I really like it. I think it's some of the best Star Wars that's come out in a while. I would wholeheartedly agree with that. It's just fantastic storytelling. And a lot of people are like, well, it's not Star Wars enough. It doesn't have lightsabers. 
God damn the lightsabers. I'm so ready for something like this that has absolutely nothing to do with the Force. Mm. Just give me things that happen in the Star Wars universe. Leave the Force out of it. Okay, so Lauren, this is going to be a bit of a, a smoke break for you since you haven't really <laughs> watched Andor. Uh, Andrew, let's let's get them all caught up on episode seven and eight. Um, let's start with seven. What did you think uh, was important that happened in that episode? What did you like? What did you dislike, if anything? What are your thoughts? So after episode six, you know, the heist basically finished up and... Oh. We didn't get to see a whole lot of the aftermath, which is basically all of episode seven. So the ISB realizes that they just got a huge attack Mm -hmm. done on them. Uh, They have no idea how it happened. It's taken them by surprise. Um, They're all freaking out in the ISB. Uh Mm -hmm. In the IBS? IBS. No, no. (laughs) That was my Google problem. Uh, Basically, everyone was taken by surprise, especially Mon Mothma, Mon Mothma, who goes to Luthen and is really upset because she knows he was involved. Okay, so I'm going to stop you there for a second. Did that take you by surprise at all? That she was upset? That she... I thought she was fully aware that that was Luthen's plan and that she knew all about it. I don't. I don't know what cues i may have missed i thought she was totally in on the whole thing no i don't i didn't think she was in on it she doesn't seem like a violent like planning well she should be because her kids are fucking awful her daughter anyway she seems like she wants to be negotiating with the empire instead of attacking them i thought i thought on yeah i i don't know what put me in that frame of mind but i thought she was totally in on it okay go ahead uh, we got to see the police officer detective guy. Cyril Karn, yeah, I think his name is. We saw him interview for the ISB, and he got a boring office cubicle <laughs> oh my job. God. To match his terrible, boring brown yeah. suit. Uh, is that the guy from the first episode that's so butthurt about the two officers yes, being killed? Yes, and he, so to get you caught up just a little bit, I don't want to spoil anything, but we meet his mother... No. Uh, fuck it, I'm going to spoil it. So he gets fired because he botches that investigation. Yeah. And he moves back in with his mom. And the what dynamic is... between the two is so terrible. Like, they do nothing but fight, fight, fight. And he just eats cereal. What is the side story? It, like, what? We're, <laughs> what? They're kind of peeling yeah. that onion a little bit. Okay. You, you get little bits and pieces here and there. Um, I'm not sure how he got the job, considering the roof of his mouth should be all torn up from that cereal. Good point. Um, right? But he did. I'm looking at you, Captain um, Crunch. We also got to see Vel go to Coruscant to yep. what I thought was going to be a meetup with Luthen, but it's one of his spies, maybe? So um, that's the same woman that works in his shop with him, correct? I didn't think so. I thought that was someone else. I thought it was. See, I don't, maybe I'm wrong. I need to go look at um, the credits and maybe watch it with uh, subtitles because sometimes I'll tell you who is speaking to see. I thought that was the same woman that works in his shop who I thought worked for him, but it feels like a lot of times she's calling the shots. So I don't know. I need to get clarification on that. Uh, and then finally, we get to see Andor go back to Ferrix and he's 
trying to get his uh, kidnapper slash adoptive mom to come with him. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> this show is nothing but dysfunctional families. I think I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she doesn't want to go because reasons. Yeah. She's old and rebellious. Been there. And then he tries to go to um, Bix, who doesn't no. want to go because... Nobody wants to go. Uh, reasons. Also younger. Um, and then Andor goes to the beach. I'm <laughs> yes, sorry? does. We yep. get our first like uh, Panama City resort planet in okay, Star kind of cool, though. It was interesting. It was interesting. And we got to see more shore troopers. I like that mm -hmm. part. Uh, we saw some random people run past Andor, and I thought for a second he might try to follow them or just get out of their way, but he just keeps walking. He lets the shore troopers pass him, and then they think that Andor's a part of them, so they arrest him. Yeah. And then he goes to jail. Yeah, very convoluted. And we see a, a KX droid. Yeah. Um, which I a thought. A bunch of them, actually. Actually, yeah, there were quite a few, and they were just throwing people around on the beach. It was interesting. Mm -hmm. So that's how episode seven ended, um, basically, with him being sentenced to jail. And because the ISB is kind of knee jerk reacting to the heist, everyone's sentences are like compounded by X amount. So mm -hmm. for a six month or whatever stint in jail, now it's six years for him. Okay. For we don't even know what they arrested him. He was just on the beach, and they're like, oh, "Son of a bitch, <laughs> you get it, damn kids!" <laughs> right. So he's in jail for that. So uh, that's pretty much where episode eight picks up. We see Andor in jail, and he's on a work detail where your productivity is uh, timed to the point where the weakest team in the room gets shocked at the end of the day. So you don't want to be the lowest performer. Oh, I've been in retail. I know what that's like. They didn't shock us, but you, it was the same. You wanted to be shocked. Yeah. Oh, I miss retail anyway. So episode episode eight, uh, we see, uh, and or in jail and he's kind of acclimating to that situation. And it, it, they show like 30 days at least have passed. Um, the reward for being the, the most productive team in the room is your food has flavor instead of it just being like a tube of glue. Oh, they, they like squirt Mio in there or something. And it's, just like, it's like they, it's even in a tube. They're like, we're, the food is in the tube. And if you win, whatever, it gets flavor. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, I spent half the episode thinking he was going to come up with a way to be the fastest. Like he's going to innovate this, the system that they had going on, but that didn't happen. I guess that's expecting too much. It's just, it's just Andor. Mm. Uh, we also see Cyril and this ISB officer, Deidre. Deidre. Deidre something. Miro. Deidre Miro. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so she is on the hunt for Cassie and she's like, she she's playing chess here she sees three steps ahead i think she's able to pick up on trends in the rebel activity and she sees kind of where it's going and she knows andor's a part of it and then she sees this report with cyril karn's name on it and she pulls him in and and she's like what's missing from this report and he tells her um so i think these two are going to be like an ultimate team up i think that's going to be a force to be yeah. reckoned with for andor i think they're going to cause him a lot of problems um who else did we get to see 
Saw Guerrero. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I forgot he was in that. Right? That was pretty cool to see. Saw Guerrero. And it was just a conversation. It wasn't an action piece. Um, just fun to see. I think he's going to play a big part in probably getting Andor out of jail, if I had to yeah. guess. But that's what we... Uh, that's kind of where... What else happened? Did anything else happen? Oh, what happened to Bix? That's right. She... There was some sort of... Okay, so Officer Miro basically set up a bunch of uh, troopers on Ferrix to catch Andor. Obviously, he wasn't there, but (laughs) they end up finding Bix, and um, yeah, they catch her, and they're about to interrogate her, I guess. That's right. Yeah, so I guess we'll see. Episode 9 is going to be a continuation of, of that. We'll get to see what's going on there. So I'm loving it. Even though what, there wasn't a ton of action, I, I'm i so happy with what's going on in this series. Um, I don't even want to speculate. Usually I'm like, what do you think is going to happen next? I don't even want to do that. I just want it to happen. I just want to be able to see it. I think they're going to set up some sort of jailbreak. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. I think the way, like, setting up how the jail works, how the shocking system in the floor works, mm-hmm. and then later when they're walking and or in the officer's late um to his like position i think they're all setting up yeah very specific things and they had, that will it looked like they had extra boots on the yeah. wall and they, they they kind of paid a little close attention to that so you're probably right something's gonna happen like he's got to get out of there soon because they're gonna figure out who he is very quickly, mm-hmm. he's using an, an alias, Lawrence. So oh, they okay. don't know it's Cassian Andor in there. I forget what name like he uses. Keith, Keith or, something. or something. Hi, I'm Keith. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's I, I'm loving where this show has taken us. Okay, so that's the Andor recap. All right. Uh, in trying to keep us bite sized, this is more than a mouthful. No pun intended. Also, pun intended. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Um, Next episode, we are going to probably skip Andor and we'll talk about three of the Tales of the Jedi episodes. Uh, Lauren, you've got homework. I do. Um, they're like 10 to 15 minutes long each. That's not long. That's so fine. three of them focus on Ahsoka. Three of them focus on Count Dooku. Let's start with Ahsoka. Okay. Um, so take notes, get those ready, and we'll talk about those next next uh, episode. But between this episode and the next episode, we're going to have a Halloween special. Yes. Um, and uh, that will actually launch on Halloween. So trick or treat, everybody. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Until next time, my name is Ted. I'm Andrew. I'm Lauren. This has been The Force, of course. Sharon, take us home.